Charting Toward Intimacy covers mature topics. Listener discretion is advised. I have sun streaming in. You do. Window (laughs) that's next to me. And it is incredibly uncomfortable. Um, so I feel like if my audio is weird during this episode, it's because I keep moving my head away from the microphone. Hey there, welcome to Charting Toward Intimacy, where we're expanding the natural family planning conversation. I'm your host, Ellen Holloway. Welcome back to the podcast. We are here with Kathleen for another NFP in real life episode. Hello, Um, everybody. What are we talking about today, Kathleen? We are talking about prudence and generosity. Um, We're going to talk about, yeah, how they are just so um, inextricably linked. I think they have to, you know, we kind of tend to think of them as separate, but one really kind of begets the other. So, yeah, I um, think we, we think of these two things as opposites. Yeah. And Kathleen, right before we started recording or not right before, like in our conversation, before we started recording, you mentioned that generosity is a fruit of the cardinal virtue of prudence. Yeah. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I mean, like you could sit with that. You could write pages and pages yeah. on that, that fact alone. So that's, that's kind of what we're going to be diving into today is the fact that generosity can really come from being truly prudent. Right. And Um, yeah. Yeah. And I think that obviously with prudence and generosity, they can apply to like many and if not all facets of our life, right. Like they can apply to like finances and um, you know, just anything, but particularly obviously since this is an NFP podcast, (laughs) um, you know, we're going to be interested in approaching it from, the, from, from that angle of prudence and generosity in our practice of NFP and in our planning of family life and, um, and family size and, and all that kind of stuff, how they kind of work together. And it's interesting because it's something that I think I've talked about in previous episodes. That's always been the struggle for me, right? It's Mm. just like, like we talked about it before in, in terms of responsible parenthood and, like providentialism, right? Like kind of how do you balance the two? And this is the same thing. How do you, how do you balance prudence um, in knowing your limits, right? Like and understanding, but then also generosity and being continuing that openness to, to bring you a new life. And yeah, there's a lot to, there's a lot to unpack and maybe a lot for, you know, everybody listening to unpack too, because it, it feels like, it's one or the other a lot of the time and right. you got to figure it out or just like discern where God's calling you at that time. But like, we're going to kind of talk more about, they actually work hand in hand. Right. So. Well, and let's, but let, let's start with that of why we feel like they are separate. So I have here on my computer, the, I just typed into Google <laughs> prudence yeah. definition and generosity definition. So what this is what you know the oxford dictionary is telling us that prudence means it says the quality of being prudent that's super helpful thank you very much google <laughs> um um or cautiousness um and so like they are comparing prudence to being timid, to being cautious, 
um, to stepping back and no, I'll go into, I'll go into the catechism definition in a second, once we get to generosity, but, but that definition of prudence is actually almost opposite. Yeah. Of what prudence truly is. So we'll get to that in a second. So generosity, um, from Google, Mm -hmm. um, again, super convenient or super helpful definition here. The quality of being generous. I hate when they define using the word. I'm like, that's I know. <laughs> you like literally can't do that. <laughs> that's not a definition <laughs> at all. Um, but the, the quality or fact of being plentiful or large, um, it suggests words like lavishness, plentiful, copiousness, abundance, mm-hmm. um, profuseness, liberality. That's a that's a word right there. Yeah. Um, magnanim, magnanimous, magnanimity. That's a tough one. That's a tough um, one. This is a word I don't actually know. Munificence. Munificence. Um, oh, I'm going to, oh, it's the quality or action of being lavishly generous. Mm, yeah. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So, so I great think generosity, I think Google did a great job with the definition of generosity. I think that is, um, that's very much what generosity is, right? It's, it's lavishness, it's abundance. Um, but what, one thing that you said just before I shared that definition is openness. Yeah. Our openness to life, our ability to continue to allow the sexual act to capacitate us for the generation of life. Um, that is generosity. That is openness. So, so now let's, let's jump into the catechism. Um, finish, finish this definition part of the episode, then we can dive into some more stuff, but Prudence. So this is, um, this is in a catechism in two spots, this exact same sentence, but I'm reading from 1806. Prudence is the virtue that disposes practical reason to discern our true good in every circumstance and to choose the right means of achieving it. I'm skipping ahead a little bit, still in the same, um, point at the same paragraph. Prudence is right reason in action, writes St. Thomas Aquinas. It is not to be confused with timidity or fear, mm-hmm. nor with duplicity or dissimulation. Um, it guides the other virtues by setting rule and measure. It is prudence that immediately guides the judgment of conscience. The prudent man determines and directs his conduct in accordance with his judgment. With help of this virtue, we apply moral principles to particular cases without error and overcome doubts about the good to achieve, about the good to achieve and the evil to avoid. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Got a little wordy at the end there because yeah, St. Thomas Aquinas, <laughs> it was quoting that whole end part was quoting St. Thomas Aquinas. Aquinas tends to do that. He does. He gets a little wordy, but wordy. what what we're looking at is prudence. I almost want you to, to think of prudence as like a pause button. Yes. It is the ability for us to take a look at the situation 
and rightly judge what would be the best choice for us in that situation with respect to the moral precepts that God has put in place in our lives and in our bodies. If we're specifically talking about like NFP and you know what I realized Kathleen is um, what we didn't do is pull the quote from Humana Vitae of like where these two words are put together. Yeah. And why, why we're even having this discussion about why are we even talking about this? <laughs> yeah. Why are like, what does prudence and generosity have to do with that? Well, lots, but the reason we're getting these two words, the reason we're getting prudence and generosity is because Pope Paul the sixth in Humana Vitae, when he is defining responsible parenthood, he puts these two words next to each other in this sentence. So this is from paragraph 10 in Humana Vitae. With regard to physical, economic, psychological, and social conditions, responsible parenthood is exercised by those who prudently and generously decide to have more children and by those who for serious reasons and with due respect to moral precepts decide not to have additional children for either a certain or an indefinite period of time. So uh-huh. what, what Pope Paul VI is saying here is prudence and generosity our, are required in our discernment of family size. They are required in our NFP use. Yeah. And so what, what we want to discuss here is I think a lot of times people read that sentence and they think, oh, if I'm being prudent, I'm avoiding. And if I'm being generous, I'm trying to achieve. No. Yeah. And that's, and that's not what he says right here too. Right. He says that responsible parenthood is exercised by those who prudently and generously decide to have more children and by those who decide not to have more children. Right. Mm -hmm. And he's putting, he's putting the prudent word alongside the people who are deciding to have more children. Right. (laughs) Separating the two. He put them together. Yeah. All right. I've talked for like a long time. (laughs) Kathleen, go. No, I think it's all, it's all a really good point. And so I came across, um, a priest blog. I don't know. Um, his name's father Will Rooney. I I don't know who he is. I mean, he, yeah, it's very simple blog. It's not really like anything with a ton of like clout or anything, but he had this article on called prudent generosity. Ooh. Um, yeah, it was like pretty spot on. Right. Which I was sorting through and, um, yeah, I just, he had so many really good things to say about it. And it's funny because he was comparing it all to, um, the parable of the, the foolish and wise virgins Mm. with their, you know, the oil and their lamps and blah, blah, blah. And then he ended up kind of tying it into like financial giving at the end, (laughs) but as I'm reading it, I'm just like, because it does, I mean, prudence and generosity apply to like so many facets of life. Mm-hmm. Everything he says is still so applicable to like a practice of NFP. In the very beginning, he said something um, that I thought really interesting that a lack of generosity d- derives from a fear of poverty. Mm. And in talking about that, I started thinking about it and it was like, it doesn't have to mean financial poverty, right? right. Like material poverty. There are which- so many more um, types of poverty. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, I think that financial and material poverty is probably like the number one, 
um, you know, fear for a lot of people practicing NFP and in having more children and that Mm -hmm. idea or that thought of having more children is like, can we afford this? Right. Like that's like thought number one, but then we also have other ways that we're afraid of, of poverty. And that's like a poverty of time, Mm -hmm. you know, like, can I give up any more time than I already have? Right. Like that's like, where am I going to find time for myself? Um, you know, we kind of fear, we fear that and, and rightfully so, right. Like, I mean, everything Mm -hmm. needs to be in moderation. You need to fill your cup before you can, you know, overflow and give to others. So you do need to kind of, to take that into consideration. But I think sometimes we just do it a little, a little too much. We worry a little too much about, you know, this poverty of time. And then even, you know, sometimes like a poverty of love. I remember when I had my first I got pregnant with my second when my first was nine months old. Mm. And it was like, to me, she was still so brand new and she was, she was still a baby. Right. And this love that I had for her was just so intense and like, unlike anything I had ever experienced before that when I realized I was pregnant with another one, I felt guilty. Like it was like, Mm. I've never been through this experience of pregnancy with anyone other than my firstborn. And it almost feels like this, like sort of cheating on her in a way, you know, to be going through it with somebody else. And then this idea that like, how could I possibly have another baby that I love just as much as I love her? Right. And, and I think that's something that a lot of us kind of go through. And, you know, as you have more children, you almost feel that way sort of every time. I mean, you start to trust (laughs) it after a while, right? Like I'm on number five and it's like, okay, like I don't feel the intense connection to number five yet that I do with, you know, one through four, because I know one through four, right? Like I know their personalities. I know their quirks. I know their like all these little facets of them. And I don't know number five yet in that way. Um, but you know, but you do sort of start to trust, um, as you go further on, I think that like, okay, well I did this four other times. I think I can do it again. And that it's, it's, it's the nature of love to grow. Right. Um, but getting kind of tangent tangenty, I think that, um, you know, there are all of these, these other types of poverty that we sort of consider when we're, you know, trying to dis- discern whether or not to be open to, you know, to conceiving or if we're trying to avoid, you know, whatever it is, um, that, that, yeah, we really need to kind of put them in right perspective. Um, I don't know. That was, that was the first thought I had. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Well, I, I want to hearken back to this St. Thomas Aquinas quote in the catechism saying that prudence guides the other virtues by setting rule and measure. Um, so, so prudence is, is like showing us how to think about these things. Um, and it's, and it's like, it's setting a baseline for us. And so when we're, when we're looking at a decision, we're looking at, should I have another child? Um, and we have that like fear of some sort, some form of poverty, poverty of love, physical poverty, um, poverty of space, right? We're like, there's just not space for another kid. Yeah. Um, you know, poverty of time, I think is a huge one too. I don't, I'm, I'm already overwhelmed. Um, when we, 
are prudently looking at this decision, we can, we can set that baseline, um, of, you know, what is good and best for me and good and best for everyone else in this situation. And once we have that baseline of what is good and best, then that's when generosity comes into play. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's when we can overcome that fear of poverty. Now that's not saying that every time you have a fear of poverty, it's wrong. Sure. But prudence allows us to take a look at the situation and, and look for the true good, look for the, I mean, really look for the right answer, right? Um, prudence is, is what's going to give us that correct answer. Um, and we, you know, we can't have any of these virtues without the Holy spirit. So this isn't like a me decision. This isn't just, I am going to prudently decide to do this, right? Well, if you're going to say that you're going to call on the Holy spirit, but this is an opportunity for you to say, okay, Holy spirit, I need your help in guiding me. I need prudence in this situation to be able to make the right decision. I need prudence in this, this situation to be able to understand the situation. Um, because if, if that fear is, is just kind of, it's a trivial fear. Um, it's that fear of fear of love. I, I, I'm not going to have enough love for, you know, prudence will help us to discern that, to realize that. Yeah. If it is like, if, if this fear is coming from a true place of this is not what's best for our family right now, this is not what's best for me. This is not what's best for my body, for my mind, for the social conditions here at play, whatever it is, um, prudence is going to help us get there. And then once we have that baseline of our, our prudent decisions, our prudent understanding of the situation, again, that's when generosity comes into play. And sometimes that generosity means I need to show my generosity to the family I already have. Yeah. And sometimes that generosity means I need to show my generosity to myself and my family and the world by generously giving of myself to have another child. Yeah. Yeah. That's very true. The other, the, my, my new priest friend, father, yeah, your, your new priest friend, my new friend. I'm going to have to read his blog. And- <laughs> I know you do it like this particular article. I just, I don't know. It, it was really, it was really striking, but, um, he actually defined generous, I'm sorry, prudence as, uh, the virtue directed towards choosing the means towards happiness. Ooh, interesting. Which I thought was an interesting perspective of it. Um, and that its principal acts are to seek counsel, to judge, and then to command us to act. Ooh, I love that. Yeah. So, you know, it is, it's almost like there isn't one way to be prudent, right? Like right. that's, that's kind of the whole thing that prudence, like you're saying could mean one way, or it could mean the total opposite or your, you know, generosity, the fruit of, of prudence, um, could mean one thing, or it could mean something entirely different. So mm-hmm. it all just kind of depends on a lot of factors and, and uh, above all where God's calling you. Right. Um, right. and your family life, but, um, and then, you know, the other, um, the other thing he continued to talk about was that as Christians, 
prudence must seek an eternal perspective, um, that our goal is not to live a life free of poverty and that actually poverty is not to be, um, it's not to be really looked down upon. Right. Like, 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 yeah, that's a huge point. Like it's poverty is not a bad thing. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, and in, in many senses, right, right before we were recording this, we were talking about like vows of poverty a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) And we were talking about like, we have, or I have, I don't know if Kathleen does, but I have a couple of priest friends who, um, are, you know, regular diocesan priests, they are paid. Um, but they, have kind of taken a bit of a vow of poverty in that they live extremely simply and all of the money that they make, um, they just, they like to give it as generously as possible, um, you know, to back to their own parish, to their parishioners, um, to their, their diocese, to their Bishop, things like that. And so, um, you know, there is, there's nothing wrong with poverty. There is, um, there is great virtue in poverty. Yeah. It's actually funny because Michael and I have been talking lately. Um, because he, he, within the last year, he ended up with a new job that, um, has given him, I mean, it's like his best paying job that he's ever had. (laughs) And it's sort of been like, you know, pretty, um, revolutionary for us in that sense, but he's been really taking it to heart that like, listen, like Jesus says, like, it's very clear in the Bible, right? Like that, it's harder for a rich man to get to heaven than right. a camel to go through the eye of a needle. Right. Like he's like, I, I like really need to like, take that to heart. Like we need to, I need to like really figure out a budget so that we're not just wasting money because we have it. You know, he's like, mm. I, like he said that for a reason, you know, and, and we do need to be prudent in how we're spending, um, yeah. Like it's just, it's, it's like very real thing. And that, that poverty is not, I mean, Mary and Joseph were like dirt poor, right? You know, right. Jesus the reason, grew up dirt poor. Like it's just yeah, like the reason, like during there's the, a real sanctity to poverty, the presentation of the temple, like they sacrificed two turtle, two doves. turtle doves. Yeah. That was the poor option. <laughs> yeah, that, it was, it, that was the option for, cause like, ideally it was a lamb, right. Or, um, I th- something lamb or a ram oh, or something. I don't know. <laughs> One of those old Testament animals. Sorry, friends. Um, we are not biblical. Scholars. We are not biblical scholars. No, <laughs> actually I'm not really a scholar in any way, shape or form. So. <laughs> um, um, but, but the, the two turtle doves that they sacrificed, that was the option. If you didn't have enough money, yeah. um, turtle doves like were super, either they were super inexpensive or maybe you could just like find them on the way. Right. <laughs> <laughs> they were just everywhere. Turtle doves. And, um, and you know, that, that is the offering that they gave to the, um, to the Lord in the temple when they presented Jesus. And that is our Lord and savior. Yeah. Our, our Lord and savior was presented in, in complete poverty. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so, you know, going back to the main point of a Christian perspective on, um, or an eternal perspective, you know, that we need to have when we're seeking prudence. Um, and that our goal is not a life free of poverty, but it's communion with God. Mm. Um, and he references then JP two's law of gift. So the law of gift being the more I give myself, the more I find my real purpose and meaning in life. Mm. And again, 
for me, that struggle's always been, okay, like there's, I have no problem just giving. I mean, and, and this is like just very much my personality and my temperament. It's easy for me to say, all right, well, just the way you feel like, you know, your, your mental state, like, it doesn't matter. Just give, just give yourself, just give, 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 give. And then all of a sudden I'm like completely burnt out and I have no more to give. And then it's like, well, wait, like, what do you mean? Like, that's like what you're supposed to do, right? Like you just like give yourself constantly, like, that's it. But there is, I mean, prudence is necessary in kind of creating that balance so that we don't end up in a situation like I do pretty frequently where right. you're just, you know, you're just totally, you have like, again, you need to fill your cup before it can overflow into others. Um, and, and I'm pretty bad at filling my cup. I'm going to be honest. So it's like, well, how I do think- we use prudence in, we have to use prudence to really allow us to continue to be generous because without prudence, our yeah. generosity is finite. Mm-hmm. You know, it like comes to a stop where we can't do anymore. We literally, we physically, emotionally, spiritually cannot go any further without filling our cup. Um, right. Well, and I think, um, I think there's a big difference between self gift yeah, and allowing our life to take from us. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. if we are exercising prudence and then generously giving of ourselves, there will be no end to the amount that we can give. Yeah. Yeah. But if we're just allowing our life to, to take from us, if we're just allowing our children to just take, take, take all of our mental capacity and our, our energy and, and all of that. And we're allowing our job to just take our, you know, happiness away. Um, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) which it does for a lot of people. It does. It does. Right. Um, I say that in jest, but I think there's a lot of, a lot of us listening that could, um, could say, Ooh, yeah, maybe my life, my, my job is taking my happiness. Right. So there is a big difference between prudently and generously deciding to give yourself as self gift Mm -hmm. versus allowing the people and things in your life and the circumstances in your life to just take from you. And that's when your cup empties out because you are not relying on the Lord. Yeah. And you're not asking for that prudence of decision. Um, and, and then that fruit of that prudence would be then the generosity to be able to give of yourself. And again, I'm just going to repeat this because it's really important. Like if we are prudently and generously deciding to give of ourselves, there will be no end to that generosity because Jesus will fill up our cup faster than we can give it away. If we're giving it away. Yeah. If we're allowing people to just take it away from us, then it's going to be empty. And that's when we're going to find ourselves needing to avoid pregnancy. Yeah. Um, because we've let our life just take, 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 take. Mm. So we need to employ that prudence, allow that prudence to then lead to generosity. And then, and then we will be generous in, in mind, body, spirit. I let out a big sigh because I feel like you're preaching to me right now. You're like, oh, it's like, oh, all the things that I need to hear at the moment. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks, Alan. Oh, you're so welcome. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we just have a few minutes left. Is there anything else you wanted to kind of add in? 
Um, the one thing I want to add in is a question um, that once again, my friend, father, Will Rooney, yeah. um, <laughs> I had posed at the very end, which I thought was really good. And again, something that all of us in our practice of NFP and, you know, discernment of family life can think of is how can we use the goods of the earth and the gifts we've been given in order to grow in charity? Mm. So, you know, prudence, generosity together, the ultimate end goal being the gift of charity, right? Like being able to give, um, and to love, um, in the best way possible as, as best we can. And so I think it's, you know, we need to look at our, our own individual lives and our own individual situations. Um, and the gift we have of the knowledge of our bodies, um, that, I mean, you know, you think back on and that our parents didn't even really have, right. Their parents definitely didn't have, you know, like this is still a really new thing. That's, and, and, and when you look at it that way, like it is a true gift, mm-hmm. um, you know, that, that we have this, uh, when so many of our, you know, family and friends before us didn't. Um, so how can we take that knowledge, that gift of knowledge and, and also the material gifts we have. Right. And, and, um, even the gifts of like, like babysitters, right. Like family and friends involved in our lives, like all of these different gifts, um, goods of the earth and gifts, and how can we use them in order to grow in charity towards the world, towards our family, towards future children, um, I think it's something that, and, and again, the answer is probably going to be different for every single one of us. Yeah. But it's a question to really bring to prayer, I think. Um, and to, you know, really ask God, like how, let me take an inventory of my gifts, take an inventory of the many blessings, right. That, that I have at my disposal right now. And Lord, how do I use them? Like, what do you want me to do with them? Um, I think it's a cool thing to think about and to bring to prayer. That's beautiful. And I think that's a great place to end. Yeah. Um, is just end on, end on that question. Um, well, thanks everybody for listening. If you are not following us on Instagram, um, be sure to follow us at Charting Toward Intimacy. If you want to reach out to Kathleen or I, um, send me an email or reach out on Instagram. Links to those are in the show notes. Um, and if you are struggling with this concept of prudence and generosity and planning your family and what in the world does this all mean? Um, these, this is why I do mindset coaching for NFP. Um, so come see me links, uh, to book a coaching session with me are in the show notes, um, or book a 10 minute discovery call and, and find out, um, you know, ask me questions if, if this is something that's right for you. Thanks so much for listening. (laughs) See you guys.